University in the 1920s was a conservative establishment, especially for the few women who went there, and there was no hint from her friendships with both men and women of the more radical way her life was to develop. Her first attempt at serious writing came in 1928, when, during her last term at Oxford, she began work on a novel set in medieval England. J. R. R. Tolkien was perhaps an influence as Mary had attended his lectures and clearly admired him. She was later to destroy the manuscript, dismissing the story as knights bashing about in some never-never land. But she was still working on it at twenty-eight, when, looking for a way to support herself independently from her parents, she started to train as a nurse at the Radcliffe Infirmary. It was to be another defining experience. Nursing was extremely hard work, but it offered the burgeoning writer a richness of experience that would have been well-nigh impossible for a woman of her class elsewhere at that time. While others were marrying and starting families, she was deep in the business of life and death, meeting people from all backgrounds. It also gave her first-hand knowledge of the human body, both in its wonder and its fragility. All her fiction would drink deeply from these experiences. When she turns her hand to Greek myth and history, she will confidently inhabit its overwhelming masculinity, celebrating athletic, erotic male beauty, side by side with the heroism and agonies of battles and death. Meanwhile, the dramas of medicine and illness would permeate all her early novels. Purposes of Love, not surprisingly, draws heavily on the training she has just come through. Even the novel's title is taken from the prayer that the nurses recited every morning. Peopled by a beautifully observed cast of minor characters, Sister Verdon was a little fretted woman with an anxious bun, entering with a sense of grievance into middle age. It plunges the reader into the gruelling physicality of hospital life contrasting the drama of sickness and injury with relentless rules and routine. Near the end of the book we sit with a nurse in night vigil, over the mangled body of a dying but conscious young man. The scene is rich with the authenticity of detail, but it is clever as well as upsetting, since we know the man much better than the nurse does, which makes her mix of professional care and natural compassion even more affecting. The novel was an impressive debut and became a bestseller, attracting fine reviews both sides of the Atlantic. Kind Are Her Answers was published the following year. Mary was under considerable pressure to write it quickly, as both publishers, especially Morrow in America, wanted it delivered before the outbreak of hostilities. In the end, it came out the week of the evacuation of Dunkirk in 1940, which meant that it was largely critically ignored. Perhaps for Renault's long-term reputation that was no bad thing, as Kind Are Her Answers is a much more conventional love story. It has its moments, though. Kit Anderson is a doctor locked in an unhappy marriage, who meets the woman with whom he will have an affair on a night visit to her seriously ill aunt. For a modern audience, the sexual passion is the most convincing part of the story. Their hungry young bodies make a painful contrast with the old woman's ageing, fading one, and the adrenaline of risk and proximity of death adds to their abandon. During his unofficial night visits, they must keep their voices down when they make love, in case they're heard. Return to Night, 1947, which won Mary the MGM Prize, a whopping £150,000, is a doctor-patient romance, though it cunningly inverts the stereotype by putting a woman, Hilary, in the white coat. 
The book opens with a riding accident and the time bomb of internal bleeding inside the brain, which Hillary must diagnose in order to save a handsome young man's life. Renault had done a stint, working on head injuries, and the drama of the diagnosis and the tussle of wills between the complacent matron and the woman doctor is expertly played out. In her fifth novel, North Face, 1949, nursing becomes character rather than plot. Inside a love story between two guests in a Yorkshire boarding house after the war, Renault uses two women in their thirties as a kind of spatting Greek chorus, ruminating on the morality, or not, of the affair. Already very much professional spinsters, one is a desiccated, prissy academic, while the other is a blousy, more down-to-earth, professional nurse. Though the satire is at the expense of them both, at times they're more entertaining than the rather laboured love story. The nurse at least feels in touch with life. If Mary Renault had ever considered...